Hi, my name is Ayede Jadeomi. If today is the first time of joining us on Godly Council, thank you. Godly Council is a place where we preach, preach, and admonish you the truth of God. We join the other believers to ensure that we bring the truth to the believers of Christ so that they can know their Heavenly Father daily, walk with the Holy Spirit, and they submit to the authority of Jesus Christ. So, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. The message we're going to be talking about today is that uh, many are called and few are chosen. Many are called and few are chosen. So go into the message which says short prayer like our culture is. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to teach your word today. Lord, we pray that every agenda of the enemy shall not prevail in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we pray that as we continue to teach, Lord, the hearer is not going to hear the Dejadomi's word, but we hear your word. And uh, the Dejadomi is not going to be speaking his own word, but will be speaking through the Spirit of God into the heart of the people that God has positioned to listen to this message. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. The preacher, uh, the teacher is a sinner, Lord, have mercy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the year also is a sinner, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, and in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay, so yeah, today we are discussing about uh, many are called, few are chosen. This topic actually got to me. And one of the things that um, is beckoning on my heart of recent is a lot of hopes falling off the wagon. Many people are taking up some doctrine that is not actually from God. We have built so many strongholds. We have built structures that will not help us to meet up with the demands of this head time. There's a demand from God, there's a demand from the enemy. We can't mistake that. And we can't replace it by grace. Grace is awesome, grace is sweet, but it cannot replace God. So many of us have dived into this feeling like, oh, there's a way I can live. So that's why the messages that are going to be coming are going to be messages that stir our heart and begin to ask us questions. Am I truly working with God? One of the things that shocked me is this very popular scripture about narrow is the way that leads to what? To life. But the one that leads to death is wide and you find many in it. So it begin to make me to ask a lot of questions that am I on the wide road or on the narrow path? Because the narrow path is going to be known, it's not going to be many. But yet, our activities of raising some level of mega churches now pulling the crowd. Of course, I am a supporter of numbers and crowd on growth. But despite we are doing this, I wait so truly sure that whatever it is we are doing is to honor the name of Jesus or to honor our lost to be able to prove a point. So these are the questions. So instead of asking only the question about God, when am I going to be blessed? When is the next breakthrough going to come? Ask the question. Mentally in the right part. So when I come across this message and many are called, few are chosen, it begins to stir a lot of questions, even further questions. Because this is going to open into a secret to know that even when called, you are not chosen. Even when called, doesn't mean you're chosen. I can be called but not chosen. 
so then there's a there's one thing to do to be called there's another thing to do to be chosen so there's a is a process there's a process that lead from the person that qualifies to be called and then the person that has met that call but has now finally got into the level that is chosen so i'm starting with um, the scriptures matter i'll be reading one of many scriptures this night so matthew 22 verse 14 nearly the translation for many are called but few are chosen matthew 22 2 to 3 new living translation still said the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son when the banquet is ready he sent a servant to notify those who were invited but they all refused to come so this parable is saying that there were people invited to the kingdom there were people that has already been given the invitation even the one of the things shocking about the scripture is saying that uh, the kingdom of heaven from that he said the story of king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son there was a preparation there was a notification sent to these people ahead of time yes this wedding feast is going to come up and i'm going to invite you they were not novice of this call. They knew about it. They were aware of it. It was strong on them. Then when the banquet was ready, So when the banquet was ready, he sent a servant to notify those who were invited, but they were nowhere to be found because they refused. So when at the point of our call, we get to the point that um, when we are being invited to the banquet, there's going to be a question that will linger in our heart. Are we going to honor this call? Or will we just let it slide like every other one? The call of the kingdom comes every day. And this is not only for preachers or pastors or the people that sit in your churches on the evangelist ground or that build uh, counsel people on a daily basis this is for everybody this is for everybody so one of the keynotes that you need to know that of the father prepared the son and the bride and the guests so the son of man which we all know is that jesus christ came to die for you and i is the son that we're waiting prepared for the bride is the guest we are the brides of christ the people that are predestined one of the things that shocked me most is Matthew when Jesus, when they were talking about the end time, when he was talking about the heavenly that we should pray, he was telling the disciples at that time to pray to that God should shorten the days when he was talking about the days of tribulation. God should shorten the days for the elect's sake. So there are people that are already being elected right before the beginning of time it's just like jeremiah said before you were formed in your mother's womb i have ordained you as a prophet they are already in the system they're already in place they've already been told that this is what you're coming to do but they refused the foundation of god's kingdom is found on knowing jesus they refuse so if your foundation is not knowing jesus then you're going to refuse that's the truth 
That's the truth. Because the Father inviting them not for himself, is inviting them to come to the Son's wedding, to meet with the Son. It's prob probably that's going to be the first time many of them are going to meet with the Son. But they refused. And one of the and the reason why they refuse is one of the things that is baffling me. And I want us to look into those things. But before we get there, let's quickly see Matthew 22, verse 4 to 6, New Living Translation. So he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared. The bulls and the fatting cattle have been killed. Everything is ready. Come to the backwards. But the guests he had invited ignored them, went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business, others seized his messengers, assaulted them, and killed them. I am seeing God on the judgment seat. That that judgment seat is going to be, is going to not have mercy. Because he has done everything possible to get those people. The, the second servant, is, he had to send another servant. So the second servant is sent, are asking and giving the benefit of coming into it. While the major benefit of coming into the banquet, going for the marriage, is Jesus Christ. That's the major. But he wasn't using the son as the major. He's inviting about the fatting cow. Okay, you want the fatting cow, the food to eat, what to gain, and all that. So when you finally come there, then maybe by the time you meet the, with the son, you will now explain that, oh, I've been missing all these things. So I can tell you the truth. The moment you met with Jesus, I'm not just saying playing religion. I'm not just saying praying. The moment you met with Jesus and you gave all to him. You submitted yourself to him. It is everly hard you know, to um, meet him because of the love that he would bestow upon your heart. So they, they, they refused because they have their own agenda. What kills many people not to meet up for the kingdom of, that, of God? Sorry, It is not saying iniquity that we know. It is personal desire. What the Garden of Eden look at it, Adam, there was no all the ten commandments, twenty commandments we had. Adam did not fail in any. What Adam failed was his self-desire. Self-desire to what? To want to become like God. Self-desire, the things we put in place that we that will give us relevance, the investment, the uh the structures, the strategies that we put in place that seemingly important more than God is what actually drove many people to say no to the greatest call of all time. Oh, la case de le grato shatarabha, ele katabha It is. We gave up, not because the Bible did not say when they were sent to them. They found one fornicating, another one committing adultery, another one lying, another one stealing, another one killing the innocent people, another one backbiting, another one gossiping, another one overdosed with a cough, not being filled with the spirit of God, but filled with the spirit of wine. That was not what was written in the scripture. 
that they found them doing, they couldn't call them. But they found them not doing this, but they still refused. That is why when I meet with people that tells me that, okay, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't manage, doesn't, I don't need Jesus to be righteous, I do this unnaturally, that is not it. Because even though you don't follow this pattern, but the moment you've not given yourself to Jesus Christ, then you've missed it all. You've missed it all. The moment you don't give your life to Jesus, then you've missed it all. What do we owe dear as humans to neglect the call of our maker? It's a question that I'm throwing to you. It's a question that, yes, we're going to answer some along this teaching. But it's a question that I want you to meditate. If you need to post this message, post it and ask yourself, I, Adedeja, they will be, what do I hold dear to neglect the call of my maker? What do you hold dear to neglect the call of your maker? To say you don't want Jesus. To say you don't need God anymore. That you can do it on your own. What is, what is it that is so very important to you that you don't find easy to obey the voice of God whenever He speaks to you? When you find someone that you want to rebel against it. What do you hold so dear that will make you deny the invitation of your maker, the person that made you? Mind you, the people that were called had already received the invitation. It wasn't that they were not aware. To show that they are no, no stranger to the caller, they know the caller. Oh my, some of us are in the church. The, the, so, like I said, it's the precept of when you are even called and to obey the call. Matthew 22.3 When the banquet was ready, he sent a servant to notify those who were invited, but they all refused. They all refused, not some, but all. That is the tragedic in our time. Not some on all. And that I can tell these people have a low lot of influence. A whole lot of influence. Not some of them, but all refused. They it was like it's a meeting between those people that says the moment it calls you refuse. Not all, and not some, but all. And this is very alarming. This is very, 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 very alarming. Can we quickly look at the reason why they refused the call? Let's see the reason why they refused the call. Uh, Luke 14, 18 to 20, Leo Living Translation. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and most inspect it. The real estate manager. <laughs> Please excuse me. 19. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I would I want to try them out. And somebody say oh, battery. And another said said, Please excuse me also. Another said I just got married, so I can't come. These things listed here were not bad things, were not evil things. They are the good things of life 
that make us to vote being gone. That's why I could say John Brevet or many years ago where he, uh, the, the book is available in case good on God. So many years ago when he taught on this message, good on God, and they begin to see that we are replacing God with good. Are we all right? <laughs> of course I'm actually talking to myself. That's what I say. So we are replacing God with good. And which is the irony of what is to be. So now the reason from the scripture that we just said, Luke 14, 18 to 20. Number one, it said I just bought a few that must respect it. I just bought it. I just invested my life saving into this. So I you need to give me time. You see that call can wait. The seconds I just bought five pairs of oxen. Look at another investment, spending all the entire savings to buy oxen. Saving to buy oxen, and now somebody say you have to leave it behind. So this is going to make me to tell you this: the call is going to ask you to leave some things behind, and there are good things, not bad things. The call is going to require you to let some things go, not because you are being hated, but because the call is more important. The moment you can make the call to be the most important thing in your life then you are going to make a mistake. You are going to abandon yourself in the journey of life. Because with anything outside the call is secondary. When I made a call and please understand me, don't worship your gifting, don't worship your ministry, don't worship me. This call is the call to Jesus. It's the most important is the most important it means that whatever you're doing and you're not meeting jesus or you don't know jesus you are just parabolating another person said i just got married i can't so i can't come honeymoon and why is another thing that um, i have been careful to go into not to take our time because we actually need to know the few that are chosen and how they are chosen. So, one to his farm, another to his business, other systems, messengers insulted them and killed them. They seized them and killed them. Of course, uh, the scripture we read, the later part talks about sending the servant to go and erase everybody. Is that not what we do to our prophets? Our teachers, how we have to create a vlog for them to show how they cannot preach the gospel, how they are not the one called, they are not fit. And I'm asking, what is your source? <laughs> what is your source? I'm asking, what is your source? So the source is nothing that what you have perceived in your mind. And of course, there are fake preachers out there. But our job is not to be fishing out. I don't say what you're doing is wrong, but to fish out, our job is to win souls. It's not when you condemn what you know, said the truth saves. You shall know the truth. And the, so the truth not about the prophet, but the truth we're talking about is the scripture and the life of Jesus Christ. The moment you know that Jesus died for you, that's the truth. It saves you. So it's not when somebody says something and then you know, no, 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 no. It saves. 
the few are chosen. There are three things that I quickly mentioned, that we quickly mentioned, that actually qualify you to be chosen. And there's a reason for this. There's a reason for this. So the first one is the response. What is your response when you had a call? Did you say no? When you say no, you stop the process. When you say yes, you've started the process. Because I respond to the call of God does not mean that I have been chosen. If I don't respond, it means that I can never be chosen. And of course, I'm not talking about Pastor Moka Church chosen, but I'm talking about being the chosen one of God. So your response is the first stage of the call. The response of those people was like, they gave excuses of where they can come. They gave excuses why. Your response. The moment you responded, the next thing you're going to be facing is a requirement. Yes. Grace saves. But grace saves you to meet with Jesus. But the Holy Spirit will take it from there and begin to prune you, to begin to engage you, to begin to cut out excess, to begin to add what is meant to be added so that you can meet your requirements to do the work of God. Number one thing that you need to know why requirements is very important, you are not alone. He said, I'm sending you as a sheep among the wolves. You are, there are wolves that want to hit you. They want to tear you. So how do you manage that? And the Bible also tells us that the fruit that we bear will actually show who we are serving and who we are paying our allegiance to. So if my fruit bearing is always hunger, then you have no met requirements. Because the moment God allows you to have, be part of the choosing, then you are going to influence many people to come back. Because, to, sorry, to partake in your anger, you're going to encourage many. And that's not how God operates. He will prune you. Let's, let, me, let me even show you the scripture. Matthew 21, verses 31 to 32. Let me even translation. Matthew 21. Now, I believe you're following. I believe you're you hearing God. I believe that I'm not just speaking and then you're like, you do it. I beg you, take this secret. Take this strategies the way you want to put it take this requirement it's serious so now matthew 21 31-32 which of the two obeyed his father they replied the first then jesus explained his meaning i tell you the truth corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of heaven before you do for john the baptist came and showed you right way to live but you didn't believe him while tax collector and prostitutes did and even when you saw this happening you refused to believe him and repent of your sin john the baptist called there were people that replied why some people did not reply. And Jesus was using the illustration about calling. That is not just about because you've called. 
the people that are going to respond and the people that are going to meet the requirements. One of the things of the requirements here is the obedience. Like 21 31 says, which of the two obeyed his father? They went ahead to say the first, then Jesus has prayed. His meaning, I tell you the truth, corrupt. So now, obedience is key. And the second requirement is the right way of living. Right way of living. There is a good way of living, there is a right way of living. Because when God is going to back his accolades on you, he's going to be asking the question, did you meet the requirement? Your way of life, does it meet the standard of heaven? Or you are still struggling with the word standard? So after you answer the question and you met, met that requirement, after you've met that requirement, then to show the right way of living, then you need to repent of your sins. Your sins, you need to table them now. Because without holiness, no man shall see God. Turn it down. Turn it down. The Bible said that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it doesn't mean that it's going to automatically stop recognizing sin. Because grace is available. No, it's, it's still the same. Grace is just an access way. So meet with Jesus and you'll be offered mercy. But he expects you like Jesus told every other person. He said, go and sin no more. That is it. Then the third thing I'm going to mention is the last thing is reliance. Can God rely on you? Can God rely on you? Can God rely? If you can answer that question, let me quickly repeat the attributes of the chosen and the person that's going to be chosen. Three of them, the one is response. The second one is requirement. The third one is reliance. Can God rely on you? And that's the question is not what you're going to answer on the podcast. It's a question you might need to take back and you meditate upon it. Can God rely on you? Because that's what makes you chosen. That's what makes you chosen. So, what about the man? The same scripture that Jesus sent the servant to call everybody at the corner, they were filled. And so I said, the, the father. And the father came into there and saw one that is not wearing the wedding gown. And they began, it singular out, it, it, it pointed out to him. And the Bible said it threw him into hellfire. That's how bad it is for us not meeting this requirements, for us not being responsive to this, for not meeting the requirement that is needed. Consecration is needed. Then before God now start relying on us. And I don't know who is here today that you are hearing all this and you're saying, I don't even know Jesus. I don't even know God. 
I know you've mentioned God, you've mentioned Jesus, you've mentioned Holy Spirit. I know none of them. This is an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ and let him start leading your life through the Holy Spirit today. So can we say the short prayer if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are my Savior and King. Come into my life today. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you say that short prayer with me, so you've actually received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Let him continue to lead you. So you can actually click on the link and send us an email. Let us send you uh, our notes, our, uh, our uh, uh, process, and then share our devotional with you. All, uh, every material that you need to grow to the next level in your spiritual work, we'll share it with you. So I thank you so much and appreciate for taking your time to listen to awesome godly counsel. Till we come your way next time. Bye.